We're back. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Jack of All Trades. I'm your host, Gates Haug, at First Gator on Twitter. I'm joined with Jack Newman here at Jack Viking on Twitter. Feel free to reach out to us there. Today's episode, we're going to do another uh, discussion on Bitcoin. Uh, Jack, uh, it's obviously somewhat relatively new, given that it probably came out in around 2008. wasn't necessarily a coincidence with all the economic activity in 2008, but uh, there's something we wanted to discuss specifically about Bitcoin. It's called Bitcoin halving, and now having it. Jack, is that like an annual, an annual event, or is it quarterly? And is it similar to something like a stock split, or, or what is Bitcoin having exactly? Yeah, no, it's not like a stock split. It's it's kind of the opposite, I would say, kind of the opposite effect. Uh, it's actually. Uh, it takes place, it's on a, a schedule, but it takes place about every four years, actually, is all. And what it is, is when, when you when you mine Bitcoin, you're, you're using computing power to secure the network, is a kind of a simple way to put it. And, and you mine Bitcoin, you're using your computing power, and that's providing security. And you're rewarded for mining with a thing called a block reward, and it's amount of Bitcoin and what it's what a having is is when the reward that people are getting for for mining it gets cut in half so after the bitcoin having what is what is kind of the effect you've seen have you seen any pattern on the effect of the price like short term long term uh any after a having what what usually happens to the price of bitcoin well i mean the, the, this is where it gets tricky in the, in the Bitcoin community. There, there's a lot of, um, argue, you know, there's a lot of people arguing about that right now. There's uh, I encourage everybody to go to Twitter and check out uh, a guy by the name of Plan B. He, 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 he created this stock to flow model, S2F model. If you just go to Twitter and check out Plan B, S2F model, or even Google search it, you'll find articles written. And, you know, he's created this math mathematical model that that links, you know, the price of Bitcoin to the having schedule in, in stock to flow. Because, the you know, the stock would be how much Bitcoin there is today. The flow would be how much Bitcoin is being issued every 10 minutes when there is a, a block is, is is created every 10 minutes and then 12 point Bit, 12.5 Bitcoin come out. Every 10 minutes, new bit freshly minted Bitcoin. And after the having that 12.5 is going to go to 6.25. So what his model is saying is, is that if you look at the past, there's only, this is only the third having. So, so what I would caution is not to take any hard, fast rules on like when you ask me, you know, is there a price correlation? Well, first of all, there has been giant price increases post having the previous two, but they weren't like the next day or the next week. They were over the next year and a half, you know. So even if you can rely on the fact that, oh, this having is going to cause a great price jump. Well, I would say in the next couple of years. So there and then the arguments come around all the different like is it priced in already or is it not priced in already? Because people know the having's not like a surprise announcement. You know, there's a, there's a, 
there's a schedule for it. And, and while the blocks come out about every 10 minutes, it's about every 10 minutes over a long period of time. So we've known for a long time that the, that the third happening would be, you know, in May of 2020, but we don't know the exact, you know, moment or minute that it happens, but it's going to be, you know, in, in mid-May. And, and for me, it's not like, there's going to be a, a lot, lots going to have to get ironed out. Like we're going to find out how much it's priced in or how much it's not priced in because the data set is just two halvings. So even though there seems to be a pattern, well, that's not a great pattern. Along lines of, um, you know, the economy and, and government stimulus programs, the government printing trillions and trillions of dollars. What do you typically see as you follow these, uh, you know, people in the Bitcoin community on Twitter? What is the general consensus on the effect of the price of Bitcoin as, as they print money? What do they, you know, how do they see the relationship? And then what, what do you see that's maybe different or the same? Well, I think the biggest relationship is that like kind of alluded to at the start of the show in that Bitcoin was born of the, first or not the first but the the 2008 crisis and in, in the in the uh, genesis block there's a copy of the newspaper that's talking about the bank bailout so this is a bitcoin was an it's an invention it's an attempt to become money that can't be manipulated by the fed that's like that's the whole point of bitcoin so <laughs> when you know, when the Fed prints money, I guess, you know, some people are for that. Some people are against that. You know, I think, you know, if money is to be a way that we interpret what we value, you know, a language, how we express our value, you know, I, I don't see how it makes any kind of sense that there's a entity of people or a body called the Fed of, of any central bank, you know, that can just print this stuff up out of thin air it just that what that does for me is it mutes you know the signals that we need to, to decide where we want to allocate our resources you know that's what money's for um or at least that's what i think money's for and i think money's how we express what we value and this you know to have something that they can just create because they want to plan this or do that or fix this make the stock market go up or down or whatever um that's what bit Bitcoiners tend to be against. So when Bitcoiners see $6 trillion being created by the Fed, they're like, that's crazy. This is why I Bitcoin. And they say to the general public, like, you should Bitcoin too. You know, that's so. So the sentiment would be in, in, that all this money printing long term is very, very good for Bitcoin. But here we sit in a financial crisis and people don't run to experimental projects in times of crisis. Right. It's obviously a little, uh, well, a very unique situation right now with, um, with the coronavirus out there and, and everything you know, affecting the economy the way it does. Uh, is it safe to say at some point we referred to the, the Fed and having, you know, being a one-trick pony uh, once, what's their, if they try another trick, I mean, what, what is their plan after something like this fails? 
and they have to come up with something. Obviously, we can't predict what they're going to do, but is there at any point in time where they just decide maybe they want to go after Bitcoin and be like, okay, we've got to revamp this whole thing, or is that not even something that would happen? Uh, no, abs- absolutely. That, 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 that's kind of the dream, right? Uh, or one of the dreams, I guess. I, I don't know. You know, there's so much uncertainty out there that I think anybody would be foolish to think that they have a handle on 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 this specifically. But but yes, while central banks, you know, own a large amount of gold and they buy gold, I mean that that would be one thing a currency could do, you know, to gain credibility is to is to back their currency. Like instead of taking this fiat money. You know, there's money that has nothing behind it other than the full faith and credit of X country or Y country where they would come out and say, we're going to standardize our currency and we're going to say that, you know, every dollar equals, you know, X amount of Bitcoin, whether it be a smallest unit is a Satoshi, it could be a penny or whatever, but a unit of Bitcoin would equal a unit of dollar, or they could take it to gold too, in theory, you know, but, but one, one idea would be that, a, that and it doesn't have to be the United States dollar. It could be another currency. It could say, we're going to back our currency with something. And that something could be Bitcoin. It doesn't have to be Bitcoin. Sure. It could be Bitcoin. Sure. And then you talk about, uh, mentioned a Satoshi. Now that's basically from my understanding is, just a, like a partial share of a whole Bitcoin and it's uh, calculated out to the number of decimal points per share or, or could you maybe clarify that for some of our listeners that might not know what a Satoshi is? Well, yeah, I mean, a Satoshi is the smallest unit of Bitcoin. There's a hundred million Satoshis per Bitcoin. So if you have a hundred million Satoshis, you have a Bitcoin and that's just expressed when you buy a Bitcoin, you know, there, there's if you look on it, it says one point, you know, zero, zero, zero. So if you have like point one Bitcoin, you have 100 or uh, 10 million Satoshis. It's just a way of of the Satoshi is just simplified. It's the smallest unit of Bitcoin, you know, that Bitcoin is broken into. So I could send you one Satoshi. So I could send you one hundred, you know, one one hundred million of a Bitcoin. And so that's where I think the most, you know, I'm trying to keep this, you know, less complicated. So the easiest way to, to tell people is like, listen, you don't have to buy one Bitcoin. You don't need $7,000 to invest in Bitcoin. You could buy, you know, a dollar's worth of Bitcoin. And that comes out to like, you know, 12 to 14,000 Satoshis, you know, and that's, that's, I guess, where, yeah, that's where Satoshis come in. It's just the smallest unit of, I would just say the simplest answer is it's the smallest unit a Bitcoin can be divided into as a Satoshi. Okay, sure, sure. So uh, you mentioned Plan B S2F model on Twitter. Anything else uh, the listeners should go to on Twitter that, that, that you tend to gravitate to? Well, for the having purpose, and that's kind of what I want to talk about is because it's coming up, and that's that's kind of the the one of the more interesting things that's going on of many interesting things. But I would say if you want to go to Twitter and learn about the having, there'd be two people I'd direct you to. One would be Pierre Richard on Twitter. And he's he will talk about the having and the S2F model and, and I would call him kind of a believer in it. 
and then go to Nick Carter. Say like Nick is a proponent of it's on the brink with Castle Island. I would say Nick's a proponent of uh, efficient market hypothesis and his general idea. And you can look into a lot of his articles and tweets and listen to his podcast and he can explain it better. I don't want to speak for Nick, but he is more of, of the idea that the having is priced in and we're just going to go wherever we go, you know, from here. And then it's not the fact that we know that the having is coming is that we've already passed, you know, priced it in versus people who look at the S2F model saying that the stock to flow is going to greatly reduce. There's going to be a lot less flow for the stock and that's going to incite a, a giant rally. Uh, personally, I, I don't, I don't have a great opinion on it. If, if anything, I lean a little bit towards Nick and that it is priced in, but I think what's not priced in is kind of, you know, what the demand, if the demand keeps steady, uh, then, then there's not available Bitcoin being produced every 10 minutes or there's half as much. So what, what does that do to the price? So I, I kind of, I'd like to kind of stay in the middle on that, on that argument. Sure. Sure. Well, there you have it, folks. There's some, uh, some resources. You can go onto Twitter and, and look some of this stuff up. Plan B, S2F model, uh, Pierre Richard, Nick Carter has a podcast, uh, some useful information there. Go ahead and look it up. Feel free to reach out to us as well. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time on Jack of all trades.